Hey, Victor. Hello. What's drag? Well, drag is something that makes you not go fast. Ah,、uh, that、okay. sounds, sounds terrible. <laughs> I suffer from yes, that. Yes, <laughs> we do not like it. <laughs> All right. So, is it like it's every for everything? Everything that's moving? Uh, pretty much. We um. I looked at、uh, air drag, so aerodynamic drag, but also tire drag, which is how much energy you lose in the tires. So both of them are pretty close in our vehicles. They're very similar, and they both make you not go fast. Okay. All right. All right. I think I think it's probably aerodynamic drag when most people think about like drag. Yep. So yep. let's let's start there. So what,、sure. what is what is aerodynamic drag? I have a question first before we get going. So、yes. aerodynamics is the like dynamics of air. Is it? Yep. Is it aquadynamics? Hydrodynamics. Hydrodynamics. Well, it's aerodynamics. Like you could still、yeah. do aerodynamics it, in fluids. Yeah. But like in fluids, you're still doing drag. Well, it's fluid dynamics. Yes. Yeah. It's fluid dynamics. Okay. Yeah. Hydrodynamics also have drag. Yeah. And it's very very similar with one big difference. Okay. Cool. So why do we have drag? Uh, why can't we just move as fast as we want through the air?、Um, and that's basically for two reasons: air has weight, and air is viscous, so it's sticky. <laughs> and I never those really thought are, of air being sticky. That's an interesting. <laughs>、yeah. It's not very sticky. It's quite loose, but it still has a stickiness to it. Okay.、Um, which basically means that if you have A bit of air that tries to move past another bit of air, it's gonna lose some energy. So there'll be a force that tries to prevent this movement. All right, and that force is not air friction. That's different. Um, air friction is when we talk about the friction between a surface that's not air, so like a vehicle,、oh, and the air.、Okay. Um, but really, what happens? There isn't actually. When you look at an object and you look really, really close to the surface, the air molecules right next to the object don't move relative to that object; they travel with it.、Mm. So, air right next to an airplane moves with the airplane, and then there is an area where the air goes gradually between the velocity of the object and the velocity in the free stream we call, so the atmosphere, anything around it. Um, and that is called the、uh, boundary layer, and that's where energy gets lost. It's where, like, where air is moving past other air. Exactly, and it's moving past other air that travels at a different velocity. So, for example, with our high-speed bikes,、um, it's only a few millimeters this boundary layer, but it moves from stationary with respect to our bike to a millimeter away, moving at 140 kilometers per hour. Mm. Which is the relative velocity of the air with respect to our bike. So, your, so your, your delta v over millimeter is pretty huge. Like exactly, the- yeah, it's pretty big. And if you look at something like a rocket, it's way, way bigger.、Um, so, for us, the drag we're talking about for a vehicle, it's in the terms of a few newtons. Whereas, if you have an airplane, you need hundreds of thousands of pounds of thrust to combat that drag.、Mm. So those are、uh, you. You can get pretty ridiculous amounts of drag. So what what affects how much drag there is?、Um, 
so there's a few things. Um, you get drag from compressing the air because the air is also compressible, which is the big difference compared with water. So you compress the air, which means you're putting energy into it, you're heating it up, and then you're moving the air out of the way, which also loses energy. And then you're also shearing all this air. So you're making air move past other pieces of air. Uh, so all of this add drag. I mean, I don't know much about anything involving heat in the air, like when you see the shuttle coming in and it's all like a fireball. Mm -hmm. That's all because it's compressing the air. The air doesn't have time to move out of the way of the shuttle because the shuttle is so fast. So all the air gets incredibly compressed mm. and mm. it heats up. Right. The, the ideal gas law it has to, has to exactly. heat up in, in mm. relationship to its compression. Exactly. And it takes a lot of energy out of the shuttle to compress this air. Uh, and that the shuttle sees as drag. Okay. Hmm. All of the energy you're losing is going to heat somewhere. Exactly. It goes either to heat from compressing the air or from the friction in the air moving past other pieces of air. Or it goes into, if you have a chunk of air, it weighs a few grams. And moving that out of the way of your vehicle takes some energy. Mm. Um, you can't just expect the air to move out without you putting any force into it. Okay, so you're dealing with the iner with the inertia of the air, like it's, exactly. it's not, so, not so much you're lifting it, but you're pushing it out of the way. Exactly, mm. exactly. So the air has both inertia and friction, and you have to combat those if you're moving slowly, and if you're moving really fast past Mach one, then you start to look into the heat problems. Mm. Uh, which I know very little about. So those I don't... Uh, it would be cool to look into, but I don't know a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you start working on a human-powered Mach 1 plus vehicle, then we're, uh, then we're into interesting, interesting yep. territory. <laughs> e e exactly. That would be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and terrifying. <laughs> yes. But for us, if you look at a cyclist, let's say, um, and let's say me on, on my normal bike and I go really slowly. All the energy goes into me moving air out of the way and into me dragging a big column of air with me. Because if you have something like a round body, let's say like a ball or like a person, so something that's <laughs> not... <laughs> Assuming a person is a perfect sphere for some yes. reason. Classic <laughs> physics problem. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The spherical chicken on the frictionless surface. <laughs> In but... a vacuum. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. So we have a spherical body. Mm -hmm. We have a spherical body. Now Let's the, call it if it's... Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's moving through the air. Now the air gets out of the way, but then it doesn't manage to come back right behind the body instantly. Um, if you have a spherical body or a plate or something that's not streamlined, so it doesn't look close to a water drop, hmm. then the air cannot make the turn and come back together like the two halves of the air if you hmm. from the hmm. top. Uh, so what happens is you end up dragging a big column of air behind you, which travels with you this air. If you would, if air would be colored and you would look at a car or a cyclist, you would see a big swirling column of air that travels with that cyclist. Yeah, like a comet. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you see that, for example, if you op- open the back window of your car, you will see that the air is not going away from the car. It's actually trying to get into the car because you're cr- you're creating all this column of air, which means low pressure because you're dragging it with you. Hmm. Um, and that means you're not just pushing your skin surface through the air, which is friction, but you're pulling this big surface of air that has friction relative to the surrounding air. So all your energy goes into making this air move with you, hmm. which, I mean, if that's your goal, it's <laughs> a good way to train, but it's not really going <laughs> to make you go fast. It's like, like when you get the guys, the guys doing running wind sprints with a big, with a parachute yeah. tied to their back. Yeah. Just, yeah you're you're that, moving more that's air exactly than you need to. That's exactly why they do it. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they need force. Yeah. And is I, I've noticed now, um, I don't know if you've seen them, the, the transport trucks that have, they have like, mm-hmm. like a tail thing attached yeah. to the back of the box or the uh, trailer now. Yeah. And I guess it's like to minimize, to make it more flow better around the back of the trailer. Oh, interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you can make the air, even for a little bit, like let's look from the back of a truck, right? Let's say you can make the air, instead of dragging, instead of the truck dragging a column of air that has the same area as the rear of the truck, if you can make the air start to close behind you for half the area, you're cutting your drag by half. Because now you're only dragging a column that's half the area of the truck. If you look hmm. at um, sport cars, for example, like not Formula Ones, because those are really weird with all their wings. Uh, but if you look at <laughs> Le Mans or if you look at some of the um, Ferraris that are on the market, you'll see that they start closing down at a very shallow angle, the rear window and the sides, and then they cut it abruptly. And that means hmm. they're only dragging the amount of air of that cutoff section, not the whole car. Mm. I have a question actually really quickly before we move away from sports cars. I have a general idea of what a lot of the different weird flappy things on sports cars are supposed to do, but I've I've never actually understood what a diffuser does. Is that just sort of like try to detach that air column that you're dragging? No, the diffuser, every aero bit on a sports car creates more drag. If you would want it to have... As little drag as possible, it will have a perfectly smooth shape with no arrow-looking bits. So the diffuser, huh. what it actually does is, at the front, it tries to keep a super small gap between the car and the road. And at the back, so under the car, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And at the back, it's a big gap between the road and the car. And that what does is when you when you have high-speed air through a small opening and you make it go into a bigger opening that's transitioning gradually, the air will slow down a lot and will create a lot of negative pressure. So that Mm. means you're creating a lot of negative pressure under your car. So you're sticking your car to the ground. And Mm. every arrow bit on a car basically tries to make it have downforce. So it sticks to the road. Interesting. 
So diffusers, just for anyone who doesn't know, are basically small little flaps that are underneath, like, the back mm-hmm. bumper, basically. Like, where the back bumper would be on sports cars don't normally have bumpers. But, like, on the, on, when you look at, like Victor was saying, the, the bottom of the car at the back, as it comes up to the back surface of the car, yeah. there's little fins the, that go the across fins, the bottom of the, of the, the back of the car. The fins are actually, the diffuser is the horizontal part that is kind of rounded right. up. That's the diffuser. And then the fins are there just so when it, the car is in turns, the air doesn't change drastically from the car going in a straight line. So it tries to make the air oh. keep going straight, even when the car is coming in at an angle into a turn. Huh. Hmm. My car has them on it. Because my car is a yep. super sporty car. <laughs> Your little Honda Fit going to be going around corners there to like look crazy. Good. It's there to look good. Yeah. <laughs> it looks pretty good, but it's no, just right? there to look good. My go faster fins. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's the, it's the, uh, the rear spoilers on a front yeah, wheel drive car. It's yeah. not, all, all it's doing it's, is slowing it, you down. It, it's it, really, it, really, they don't actually do anything, scientifically anything, because if you have something <laughs> like if you have a car that has the normal like a sedan the rear window and then it has the trunk and then you put a spoiler on the trunk the problem is the air has already separated so you're already dragging a big column of air the size of your rear window and the back of the car so your spoiler mm-hmm. is actually in the middle of this column of air you're moving with you uh, there's, mm-hmm. there isn't actually, it's not, the air no, not flowing over the spoiler, not. it's just exactly. floating around it. So, mm. <laughs> but I have a hatchback. On, on hatchbacks, it might work if <laughs> you put it on top, it would yeah. do something, but. <laughs> Some of them have, they have a little, like, it turns up a little bit at the top of the back yep. window. Yeah. It, it, I don't know if it's, again, but it's a front wheel drive car, exactly. so all it's doing is, it might, might increase your rear wheel traction, that'd be Which about it. Which is not super useful, cause you're not gonna get oversteer yeah. or anything. Anyway, we're moving yes. away from the right topic. <laughs> Well, actually, that that would lead into though, actually, because it would it would give you more downforce on your back wheels, which would only make things worse, because that's going to increase your tire yep. drag. In right? a turn, though, because a front wheel drive car has the engine usually in the front, you're having so much more weight on the front than the rear. So actually, if you can make a more weight on the back, you would be able to turn faster, or at least not have the tail of your car slip out before the front. Okay. So oh, you, oh, yeah. it might yeah. kind right. of be useful, but I don't think so. Because <laughs> you're, you're you're trying to fix exactly. the weight distribution, but we're but you're you're, you're stretching exactly. at that point. Like yeah. I doubt on any where under two hundred kilometers per hour you will see a difference. <laughs> I'm not even sure my speedometer no. goes to two hundred <laughs> kilometers an hour. <laughs> All right. So um, the other other kind of drag you mentioned mm-hmm. was tire drag. Let's yeah, talk so about that. Tire drag is interesting because if you have what, what tires do, they compress and then they expand. But it's not a perfectly elastic material. So you're compressing, expanding the tire as it rolls, and that means you're losing energy. This is like compressing the surface of the tire so it's flat exactly. where it meets the road. Yes. So okay. that translates, if you draw the force diagram of how all these compression and extensions look like, you will end up with a net force backwards relative to where you're heading. So that, for us, when we make our high-speed bikes, it ends up looking just like drag. And up to around 100 kilometers per hour, it's actually more than the drag from the aerodynamics. Yeah. Really? Wow. Uh, this is, this is on a, on a bike that's got really, exactly. really good aerodynamics. On a, though, on right? a normal okay. bike, so let's say a Tour de France upright bike, 
Um, if you hit 50 kilometers per hour, you're putting 90% of your power into pushing the air. But for us, mm. 50 kilometers per hour is where you are in your first gear when you're starting. Like that's yeah. really we're only looking at things happening above 80 or 90 kilometers per hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is the, the, the force back is because it's always the front edge of where the, where the tire meets the road that's compressing, right? And it's, so the compression is always pushing up yeah, and back, but the, right? Uh, but the extension pushes you forward is just not as much of it. So. Uh, it's just, it doesn't bounce back. Exactly. It's not perfectly elastic. Exactly. And that's okay. why you want tires on your bike that are as thin as possible and as highly inflated as possible. And then you're going to get very, very close to a perfectly elastic material, uh, but not quite. So, Because, yeah, your, your perfectly elastic would be if your tires were like solid, they didn't give at all, but then you have almost no contact have, with the road. And that's why trains have steel uh, wheels. Because mm. steel on steel is one of the least draggy rolling contacts you can have. Mm. Yeah. And what would be the problem with having like solid rubber? Uh, wheels? They used to have them. It's just that your bones don't last as long when they're getting rattled that badly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in the context of, of the sort of bike that you're building, you only really need it to. Yeah your bones to last it's for a true. few seconds. And uh, really, because we're running, these tires are really, really high pressure. It is very rattly. Um, if we could find solid tires, it would be interesting to test them. But you would, you would have so much more material that even a tiny bit of deflection would mean you're compressing a lot more material, whereas our tires are really, yeah. really thin, which means, mm-hmm. yeah, the amount of material is so much less. And the, the give in the tire, you're, you're compressing air, you're losing a lot less. Yeah. It, like, you're lo- losing less energy compressing the air than you would be compressing yeah. with solid. Air is mm-hmm. actually a really good spring. Uh, if you compress air and you use like, like on high, high mountain bikes, they have air springs. And it's a really efficient mm-hmm. spring. It's good. Cool. So the, um, the interesting thing is, uh, when you look at drag, so let's say you have your, like for us, because we can make the sh- bike shape be whatever we want it to be, we can make sure we're not dragging any air with us, right? Oh, yeah, that's why exactly. it's called drag. <laughs> <laughs> You're not dragging stuff along. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yep. Yeah, actually that's, that is, I think, where it's from. So I'm, I'm, I'm so starting to picture how the uh, how the aerodynamic surface works. You were saying about like trying to bring the air in mm-hmm. at the back, and that's why like you look at the all the really fancy anything aerodynamic comes back to a point, exactly yeah. a back. point or a line. And correct me if yeah. I'm wrong, Victor, but the the angle that you come mm-hmm. back to is is very specific. The, the angle and the shape uh, you can uh, you you need to look at the if in the atmosphere close to ground if you're bringing it back around 15 degrees, you should be fine. The air should be able to close behind you without you dragging any significant amount of air with you. But that means like a normal car cannot do that because it would be 10 feet long behind. (laughs) And and they have people with Priuses and other uh, very efficient cars that try to put modifications where they close the back and they get insane thousands of miles per gallon because suddenly they're not dragging 50 feet of air with them anymore 
they're only dragging mm. seven feet of fiberglass body or whatever they made it out of. <laughs> yeah. Or in the extreme case, I guess, like the solar cars that you may have seen that universities also build that uh, are basically like a wedge that you sit inside exactly. in a bubble. Yeah, well, they look like they look like an elongated water drop that they sort yeah, of flatten yeah. out. Yeah, and that's yeah. very close to what you need to do to make the shape not drag air with it. But for things like normal cars or golf balls or things where you cannot make them whatever shape you want, like a golf ball kind of has to be round. You then <laughs> then you get into a lot of interesting other interesting ideas like the golf ball dimples, for example which make the air actually swirl around the golf ball. And it loses, mm. you're putting it a lot more energy into the air in front of the ball. But because this air is swirling so much, it's able to close behind the ball much further than if it would be smooth. It's a weird, mm. it's a weird property of air that the more swirly and energetic it is, we call it energetic because you put energy in it and it has all these like waves in, in, in it. It's mm. able to round sharper corners. Cause it's already not moving. Like it's not all moving in a straight line. So it can, there, there's some air moving in different directions. That's Is that... Yeah. That's very close to the best intuitive understanding I could find. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So it's, it's able to, there's some air moving in the correct direction and it drags a, a lot more with it than if it all moves in the same direction. But I don't know at a microscopic level exactly what happens. But you have to, if yeah. you have a shape, you need to put energy into it. So if you look at uh, the back of a car, like right above the rear window, a lot of times you'll see these little kind of shark fin looking things. Mm -hmm. And those are there to make the air as swirly as possible and hopefully keep it attached to the rear window. You're never going to keep it attached past the mm. rear bumper in that in the back area. Mm. I, you're, nev you're never going to do it unless you have a really sharp, long car. Uh, but you might be able to do it at the rear window. And that's a lot, one of the big places where they're trying to get fuel economy now. So if I, if I were to go mm -hmm. out to my car and like attach styrofoam fins to the back top of my yeah. hatchback using duct tape with that like improve improve Not my at all. efficiency for you is <laughs> because you have a hatchback like that is a very sharp cut you you're not ever going to keep the air attached to it okay what if i take a hammer to my car and put dimples in it you will <laughs> Not really get better fuel economy. <laughs> You'll get better fuel economy because you're not going to go very far with that car anymore. What if I drive my car in reverse? <laughs> a, a lot of cars would actually because everyone thinks sharp yeah. cars, like the nose, it's important. And really the nose doesn't matter on a car that much. That's, that's, that's the thing that does, it's, it's counterintuitive because like the, you're saying the, uh, the optimal shape is a water droplet that has uh, a rounded front. Not a water, water droplet has that shape because it's liquid and the right. surface, it assumes yeah, that the, shape the surface tension, yeah. uh, the optimal shape actually is pretty darn close to our bike and to tout my own horn, <laughs> but it's kind of egg shaped. What about a football? Uh, football is going further than a soccer ball because of that. It's not mm, uh -huh. ideal yet. It does close a bit faster, 
But yeah, that's why if you get a correct spin on a football and it stays in the correct shape, it will go way further than if it fumbles around. Hmm. Yeah, I remember when we were on the bike team, Victor, mm-hmm. you explaining to me that if people wanted to improve the aerodynamics of their bicycles, putting basically a wedge teardrop behind the the rider yeah. is way more efficient than putting like a bubble on the front. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Because mm. Which was always really neat. Yeah, yeah. You, a tail box is always more important. Like the tail area is much more important for, for drag than the nose. Yeah, I I know that for for drag performers, the tail is also very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, that's terrible. No, it, that's I, one. Uh, I, I'm surprised that you kept the pun count that low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, when they wear stockings in their fishnet, they're drag nets. Nah, that's that's oh. that's true. <laughs> okay, I'm done now. I'm hoping this goes long, so you have a reason to cut that in. Um, no, I, I that that's really that is something that really I would not have guessed. Yeah, like you you always picture because you're riding you're riding your bike or something, you're feeling the wind mm-hmm. like against your chest, yeah. and you picture that that's the that's the force, and, mm-hmm. and that is a big part of the force. But that force you're never really gonna get rid of. Uh, that will always be there. The fact that you have to push the air out of the way. The problem mm. is you don't realize that if, if you're looking, for example, if you have a very loose shirt and you're biking down a hill, you'll see that the back of your shirt is not standing nice close to your back. It's flapping everywhere. And that's mm. because it's getting caught in all this big swirl of air you're dragging with you. And that's really where most of the drag comes from. But you don't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a really good example of that, if you look at, cause you were talking mm-hmm. about the space shuttle earlier, it just occurred to me. If you look at any of the photos of them transporting the space shuttle on top of like Boeing 747s. Yeah. Oh yeah. They put a like, they, 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 have, have a, they attach a, a big like yeah. tail cone to the yeah. back of the space shuttle. Yeah. Cover up the, the boosters cause that back is yep. flat. And yeah. Exactly. Kind of annoying. And for them also in air, the problem is if you ever get a separation, so you start dragging a big column of air with you, it also really changes the way the forces act on that object. So if suddenly you have lots of air, not much air, lots of air, not much air, your aircraft could go unstable right away because the forces keep hmm. changing, which is quite interesting. And I th- I think they put the tail cone for fuel efficiency, but also because a big column of air dragged behind the airplane might really mess up their controls. Well, that makes sense. I mean, anytime yeah. you designed, you designed an aircraft to fly, you, you start adding huge amounts of drag to one's, like to the top of yeah. it or the bottom yeah. of it, yeah. like off center. And also because airplanes, they fly because of yeah. pressure. If you're screwing with the pressure, you're going to start screwing with the controllability exactly. for sure. Mm-hmm. That's why turbulence yep. happens. Right. Yeah. You know, you no longer have nice flow over the wings. Yeah. Also, if you look at, uh, if you uh, watch Formula One, you'll see that they got so good at aerodynamics that now they have such huge problems trying to pass another car because the car in front drags a giant column of air with it. The car behind now moves through a column of air that's being dragged. So it has less drag because the air moves with a car, but it doesn't actually get pushed onto the ground that much anymore. So it cannot Mm. turn as fast as the car in front. (laughs) Oh, that's so weird. It needs to be moving through the air in order to stick to the ground enough to actually exactly. steer. 
Yeah, because for, for most high-speed cars, they, they corner at full speed way more effectively oh, yeah. than at low oh, speed. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, there's a lot yeah. of corners in F1 where you can only go below or above a certain speed. If you go in between, you're going to wipe out because you don't have enough downforce to keep you on the on the ground. Mm. Yeah. Wow. The air, the air isn't moving, is either moving, isn't moving fast enough over the wings or you're moving too yep. fast to turn. Yeah. Exactly. Or too slow to turn. That's very interesting. So that's an interesting area. Like it would be so cool if you could color the air well and see all of this. And they're trying, mm-hmm. but it's difficult to, to do it. It's not something you control all that well out, out mm-hmm. in the field and you're driving F1 yeah. cars yeah. around. <laughs> that's why a lot of times when you're doing Wind tunnel tests, they do wind tunnel tests with liquids because you can visualize yeah, it much better. Exactly. Mm. Or the, like, you'll see them also with yeah. like smoke wands that like will sort of shoot smoke over top of different contours and stuff like that to see what the air is doing. But oftentimes it's also they put them inside a column of water. Yep. Huh. I'm now just getting, I'm now just getting all those, all that footage you see of like where they got the air wand and they're putting the smoke like right down against the yep. front of the car and they're watching to see like how far back it goes before yeah. it lifts off. Yeah. Huh, I never really thought of what they were doing. Yeah, just and they're cool. also putting it next to the front of the car because that's where it looks much better in pictures. <laughs> see, that's what yeah. I thought they were doing. It, more if than you put anything. it at the back and you see this big swirling column of air, you're not going to sell a lot of cars with that image. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I think that's... Uh, yeah. I think that's good. I, 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 I really like that. That's a, I, yeah. I can, it's completely changed the way I think about, uh, about <laughs> drag. Yeah. Well, I am glad. <laughs> and this is, this is a thought I have sometimes, mm-hmm. I will admit. All right. So, uh, this week, uh, we gotta thank Kwanzaa for sponsoring our podcast. So every week we, uh, we, we thank Kwanzaa for sponsoring us by telling our listeners something that we learned from Kwanzaa. I thought that this would be a good, since we're talking about aerodynamics, this week from Kwanzaa, I learned that the term trim in aerodynamics refers most generally to just a balance of moments. It just means that whatever vehicle you're in, if it's properly trimmed, it's not accelerating in any angular momentum. You're in any angular, angular direction. You're not beginning to spin in any direction. All the moments are balanced and you can keep going straight. That's mm. cool. 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 Yeah. That's it. Awesome. That's it. Thank you so much, Victor, oh, for my, coming my back pleasure. to join us. My Thank pleasure. You. It was very awesome. I imagine we will. I imagine we'll tap you again for another uh, another <laughs> such glossary sure. episode. I th- thinking back, I think there were some so there were some other interesting uh, um, technical terms mm-hmm. we hit on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Episodes, sure, so. definitely. Um, Anytime. Awesome. That's cool. great. And if you want to call us about stuff. Follow up with us about things. <laughs> don't nice. don't call. <laughs> um Yeah, so we're at how do you dot engineer still <laughs> on the emails. Yeah, and our social is how at how do you eng. And you can find us on Reddit at slash r slash how do you eng. And you can now listen to us on Geek Life Radio on Mondays at seven p.m. And most of the time, we have a new episode uploaded if we've done it properly. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks again, Victor. This awesome. has been awesome. Right, yeah, thanks, cheers. Victor. This was brought to you by Gwanzer. Thanks, Gwanzer.